0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, uh, your daily TCU podcast. It's Monday, which means that we're talking baseball with our friend Eric Hughes. Eric was out at Lupton this weekend, and Friday and Saturday was a lot of fun. Frogs were just pouring it on. Scored a lot of runs on the Kansas Jayhawks, won comfortably in both games. Uh, Austin Krobe and um, Johnny Ray, nice bounce back starts for those guys. They both looked good, went seven plus innings and did their job. But on Sunday, it was a little different. TCU loses two to one. They fell behind two one early in that one. And you, you kept feeling like they were going to break through at some point, put a lot of guys on base, but just could not push them across and, Eric, one of those days, but uh, 15 left on, um, or, or they left 15 guys on base today. That's not ideal, and, and you don't expect that moving forward, but uh, kind of a, a disappointing end to what was a, a really fun series for the first couple days.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit of buzzkill. They
1: uh, The first
0: few days, I mean, they were just smashing every single thing that came in. I mean, the first, especially Friday night, I think they brought in about a new pitcher every about every inning and just – were teeing off every single, uh, off every single guy, and so you thought that was going to be the case for all three games after Saturday. It was the same way, but today they just, it looked a little sleepy, honestly. They had a hour early start, and not an excuse at all, uh, but just couldn't quite get the job done. They had a lot of, like you said, they had 15 guys left on base, so most, probably seven out of the nine innings, they had multiple guys on base, but could never push him across. Uh, the, I got to give some credit to the little lefty starter today for Kansas. Uh, he, he reminded me of a young Rich Hill out there. I mean, he was just <laughs> a little guy, but had a big breaking ball that just keeping the guys off balance. And so he, he did a good job of getting escaping some jams. But he had a disappointing finish to the weekend. But overall, um, yeah, it was a good weekend for the Frogs. Staying even with the Longhorns there both uh, winning two out of three. Um, So, yeah, I think moving forward, the Frogs will be all right. Um, Yeah, it was a a bummer finish to the series, but a good series overall.
1: And as Eric alluded to, uh, Texas, they got a nice series win on the road in Oklahoma State. They took two out of three. And Baylor actually went to Lubbock and got two out of three from Tech. First time the Red Raiders have lost a series at home since 2018, and – Wow. Uh, the Bears won those games on Friday and Sunday convincingly. They had a chance on Saturday. So, yeah. I mean, it's there's still mind games to go, but it feels like Texas Tech, they'll have a, a chance to, you know, make me eat my words in Austin this weekend. Mm-hmm. I hope that, it, you know, for our sake they do. It feels like they're kind of falling out of this thing. Uh, but Texas and TCU keep pace with each other, and they obviously – are kind of barreling towards what should be a really fun weekend in Fort Worth coming up soon. So we'll monitor that. Uh, TCU travels to Morgantown to take on West Virginia this next week. But today we want to have a little fun because Eric brought up a good point Saturday. He kind of said, you know, why don't we go in a different direction? I feel like we, we, there's not a lot to uncover from, you know, the three games the team played this weekend that we haven't sort of already touched on. And I agree with that. So we're going to do, mid-season awards today, and we're cheating a little bit because we're somewhat past the mid-season, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. We'll take a look at, um, you know, some awards for this team, just TCU, and, and where they stand right now. So, Eric, I'll start with your pick for pitcher of the year, pitcher of the year so far for the TCU Horn Frogs.
0: All right. I'm excited for this, man. It's going to be fun. Um, pitcher of the year, yeah, I think for myself, I think this is a pretty – straightforward one of the few straightforward ones personally um you know you've got some good starters austin Krobe has uh pitched pretty well this year uh, and then Russ Smith has definitely been the ace of the staff um has had a lot, mostly f- throughout the season really good outings but uh, my pick for pitcher of the year so far is hayden green um i just the dude has just kept the frogs in so many ball games. Um, has, I mean, leads the team in saves, obviously, uh, leads the team in relief appearances, has shown that he can go multiple innings, has come in and escaped from some difficult situations. And so, not often that you would pick a reliever uh, to be the pitcher of the year so far, but that's my pick.
1: I got to go with you. You can make an argument for Big Russ, but man, I mean, Halen's been nails. And I really, unless I'm missing something, I know he he gave up a couple of runs when he came in that Arkansas game early in the season after uh, Chuck King had had a really nice outing. But other than that, you know, he's obviously given up some runs here and there, but he really hasn't blown games uh, for this team at all. And he's been used no. in the fourth inning, the seventh <laughs> inning. I mean, there's been days where – you thought, okay, don't need to use Halen Green today. And all of a sudden, he has to get warmed up because yep. somebody comes in and hits a couple guys and walks somebody. But he's been everything you would hope a fifth year reliever would be. And Absolutely. his ability to just come in in any situation uh, has been pretty incredible. So we both agree on that. By the way, if you want to chime in, I'm at Simcock Steven. Uh, the show account is at locked on TCU. And is your Twitter, like, at Eric411? Is that correct, Eric? Yeah, 4110.
0: 4110.
1: And it's A-R-I-K for Eric, at Eric4110. So if you want to, you know, give us your thoughts, you can definitely do that if you disagree with us. But I feel like most Frog fans are are pretty okay with Halen Green as Pitcher of the Year. Uh, I think you could go a lot of different ways with this one, Eric. But who's your pick for offensive MVP?
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I wouldn't say it's the toughest. There are a couple more that we got coming up that I really struggled with. But offensive MVP, you've got several guys. I mean, the whole lineup is really, uh, outside of just a few guys, has has really hit the ball well for at least um, a decent part of the season. Um, yeah, I think if you go with the route, it, it's difficult because how do you define MVP? But if you go with the route that um, – by stats, who has the best stats? Who's had the best numbers this season? I think Philip Sykes is definitely your guy. Um, you can make a case for Braden Taylor as well. He's uh, has more home runs. They have about the same RBIs. But so far, I'm going to go with Philip Sykes. Uh, you got Zach Humphreys and and Hunter Hunter Wolf in there that have both hit the ball well as too. But I'm going to go Philip Sykes. He's put up the big numbers. He's actually. Driven the ball out of the ballpark several times uh, so far lately. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my guy. You can make a case for multiple guys, so I'm interested to see where you go with this.
1: My conversation with Eric Hughes will continue in a moment, but I did want to tell you about betonline.ag. Uh, did you guys see the big UFC fights this weekend? I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not a huge UFC guy, but if you are, if you were shocked that uh, Masvidal lost on Saturday and you're like, man, I did not see that coming – why don't you hop on to betonline.ag? Because Lee Sterling has all the latest in the world of UFC. He knows how to pick these fights. He also knows how to pick the NBA, MLB, NHL. It's all in full swing right now. And go to betonline.ag, learn how to start making some money right now today. If you use the promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 20% sign up bonus. As I said, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, he's running it. And he's got the inside track. He knows what's going on. He's been doing this for years. He's been working the Vegas scene, the Vegas world, for a long, long time. So let him help you make some money. You can also stay up with the latest news. BetOnline.ag. Visit their site today. Feels great. And uh, I like that pick a lot. I'm going to go with the freshman. I'll, I'll go with Brayden Taylor. And, I mean, you're right. He's had some tough stretches. But the way he drives the ball in the ballpark drives in runs, and I just feel like – and Phillip's come up big for them in big spots too. When they've needed, you know, a bases-clearing double or a grand slam in the Oklahoma State game, Braden's come through. Um, yep. I actually was listening to Slosh on his radio show on uh, Tuesday, and he said um, – you know, he's talking about Braden and just his season, and he said, yeah, he's got a good command of the strike zone. He can drive the ball. And when he puts it all together, that's what we call Lucan Baker. So that's kind of what he sees as maybe his ceiling um, wow. over the next few years, which is, is really high praise. Cause we all know that Lucan was, you know, a type, the type of hitter that TCU just doesn't honestly have in their lineup most of the time, but Braden's been great. I think he's been consistent, but yeah, yep. Phillip's a great choice. I mean, he didn't start that first weekend and, <laughs> he kind of got inserted in the lineup against Texas Southern. I think that was Crazy. Texas Southern. Um, and had, like, an inside-the-park grand slam and uh-huh. just never left. Like, just never, never a spot. um. So, definitely took advantage of that opportunity. So, we'll get the most valuable player in a minute. Let's skip that. Um, let's actually go to defensive player of the year so far, Eric. Who are you guys as your defensive guy?
0: Yeah, I, I see this uh, a couple ways. I think... Um, I know Frogs fan, Frog fans can get a little bit annoyed with uh, Tommy Sacco at shortstop. He can boot a few here and there. throw Not really boot a few, boot a few but throw some away. Uh, but he really is a great defensive shortstop. Uh, the most important position in the infield. Uh, but I'm going to go with Zach Humphreys. Um, I love his defense behind the plate. I think it's probably your Defense as a catcher, just playing as a catcher in general, is probably the most overlooked position in uh, baseball, just by general fan standpoint. And so I just love the way he, um, yeah, he's just got great command of um, just his relationships with the pitchers. Is um, not known for letting. Uh, he's just great, has great technique and his blocking skills and everything, and and keeps a tight ship. Uh, as far as stolen bases uh, and the opponent team. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Humphreys in this
1: one. I like that because I didn't really think about his ability to just communicate with the pitchers and call a good game and that aspect of it. Uh, yeah, Tommy's been good. Now, you're right. He did stroke, He does struggle at times. But honestly, the last few weekends, he's done a better job of he hasn't really mm-hmm. had, it, at one point, it was like almost one error a game. But that's, that's, uh, tampered down a little bit. I'll actually go with Elijah Nunez in center field. Um, he's definitely had some highlight reel catches. But yeah. I just think for a freshman playing a position like that, the way you really haven't noticed that he's had a bad read on the ball, He, you know, he makes the plays he needs to, along with saving some runs here and there. So I'll, I'll go with Elijah in center field as, as my defensive guy. He'd and
0: great,
1: yeah. I'll go first here because I think – it's newcomer of the year. And, and based on what I said earlier, Beck kind of knows who I'm going to pick, but I'll go Braden Taylor for newcomer of the year. Um, and, and it goes without saying, you know, playing third base has been an adventure for him, but I know that's not necessarily his natural position. What he's done at the plate is made up for that. And um, I'm really excited about this freshman class though. Nunez is great. Um, you know, Luke Boyers is struggling a little bit, but he had a great start to the season before he got hurt. And then another guy that I think got some consideration for me was River Ridings because he's done a really nice yeah. job for them out of the pen. But uh, Eric, who do you have for newcomer of the year?
0: Yeah, I, I'm same as you. I got Braden Taylor. Um, he was my 1B in offensive player of the year so far. So I got to go with him. Has the most home runs on the team, um, over 1,000 OPS, uh, is just driving the ball, has come up with some big hits. Um, yeah, Elijah has has played well uh, lately. Had a little bit of a dip there a couple of weeks ago, and that's a good point, River. I didn't even think about him. He's uh, has become like we talked about. Has been in inducted into the circle of trust with of Schloss in that bullpen, so he's looked really great. But I think the guy uh, so far is definitely Braden Taylor.
1: So let's do some fun awards before we get to MVP. Um, and we'll do – let's do the Clutch Award first. And I almost called this the Boomer White Award, but I felt like that would make some people upset. And yeah. I understand why. Boomer, Boomer went down to College Station and we had to deal with, you know, multiple years of people talking about him wearing his Aggie ring on the field while he played. Uh, but the first season they made the World Series, I mean, it just – he had like every big hit. Mm-hmm. And that lineup was uh, I, I don't think they'd be offended by me saying that they got got it done, but it wasn't one that you feared one through nine. Yeah. He might have um, been
0: the only guy to hit over 300 that year. I can't confirm that, but
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was, it was and he wasn't like he wasn't somebody that mashed, but he just got on base sure. a lot and got singles. So uh, we won't call it that, but clutch award. Okay, Eric, a lot of different ways you could go with this, but Coming up big in big spots, who, who's your guy?
0: Man, this one's tough. This is probably the toughest out of them all because there's just been so many guys that have had big hits in different situations. And it, we've just mentioned this throughout the season. There's, ne- there's never just been one guy. So I really had a hard time thinking about this. One of the guys I actually almost went with, um, which is surprising because he has probably been the, the weakest spot in the order for the Frogs so far this year, is Tommy Sacco he's had some big hits and they haven't all been massive home runs or doubles up the wall, but just singles down the line, you know, just, but he's, he's gotten it done. Um, there's been multiple other guys, but man, I got to go with Hunter Wolf. Um, and this may be some recency bias with the Oklahoma state series last, last weekend, but uh, he had some monster hits in that series. Um, and just all year has just really, there's been guys on base, and he is just—he's come through in the, most of those situations. And so, there's
1: a lot of different ways you can go. I'm gonna go with the Wolf Howl, Hunter Wolf. We'll close up shop with uh, Eric Hughes in a moment. I did want to tell you about Built Bar. So, me and my wife—we just got home. We went on a weekend trip because um, we're having a baby in a few months, and my wife wanted to go on one more trip before you know we—we we had a kid. So we got away for a little while and just had one of those weekends where I ate. Nothing but garbage. Uh, And I I mean that in the best way possible. Like, I ate good food, good tasting food, but it wasn't healthy food. We ate out a lot. You know, we kind of indulged. We had some fun. And I'm sitting here on Sunday night, and I'm not feeling great. I'll be honest with you. My body is kind of telling me, hey, that was not a good idea. You probably shouldn't have gone for one more uh, unhealthy meal before you get back in the real world on Monday maybe you should have eaten a salad at some point this weekend and one of the frustrating things about eating healthy is that it doesn't taste good but I already know what I'm gonna have for breakfast tomorrow it'll be a delicious built bar and built bars only 180 calories five grams of sugar five grams of carbs it's good for you and it tastes good as well and that's a wonderful winning combination try built bar today go to builtbar.com he's a promo use the promo code locked on 15 and get 20 off your next order that's a good one um yeah i thought about hunter i thought about philip sykes i eventually landed on zach humphries i just you know he's been really consistent and it, it's hard to point the individual instances where he's come up with big hits, but at least like at the end of games. You know, Wolf had the walk-off against Oklahoma State. Um, He had some clutch home runs. But I just think Zach has been the guy that if you need a good at bat, he's given it to you. Um, And he has driven in runs when when he's needed to. Uh, I didn't really know what it was going to look like with him in the middle of the order because – that's not been his role, you know, going into the season. But he stepped up in a big way there. So, I'll go with yes. the captain, 27-year-old Zach Humphreys. <laughs> as, as my clutch player. This is called the Lucan Baker Award. And mm. what we're looking for here is the guy that's most likely to hit the ball 700 feet. Uh, Eric, <laughs> who, who do you have? Oh, I
0: love this. This is good. You know, um, there's, there's not many – Actually, probably not any that can go Luke and Baker range. But if we're looking for the most likely to to do that, I'm gonna go with Mr. Gene Wood. Um, I think specifically if he gets a hanging breaking ball up in the zone, I mean he can absolutely mash. He's had several of the hardest hit balls of the season, uh, which doesn't always mean you're gonna hit the ball the, the furthest, but Um, yeah, you could have gone a couple of different ways. There's not many, maybe Hunter Wolf. uh, maybe Braden Taylor, Braden Taylor, definitely. Uh, but I think, uh, if, if I got my money on anybody in a home run derby, I'm going Gene
1: Wood. Yeah, I'm going to go Gene Wood too. Uh, Taylor hits bombs, but it seems like they're more kind of line drives. Mm -hmm. Wolf has hit a few moonshots. You know who also had one in that Oklahoma State series on a Friday night was uh, was Tommy. Tommy Sacco hit one like the trees.
0: Yes, he uh, crushed right. that
1: one. He crushed that ball. But Got everyone off guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gene Wood, if you look at um, I think it's called TCU Baseball Data, that Twitter account, they'll send mm-hmm. out exit velocities and Gene's like consistently one and two, and sometimes it's singles that he'll just yeah. rocket like 110 mm-hmm. miles an hour, but uh, when he gets a hold of one, you know it, and, and you know it off the bat. So, I'll, I'll go Gene Wood as well. Uh, only a couple more. We're talking to Eric Hughes here. We're running through some midseason awards for TCU baseball. So, Eric, this is completely subjective, but player you have the most fun watching, who, who are you going to go with there?
0: Oh, man, this is good.
1: You know, I'm going to go with the
0: freshman, Mr. Elijah Nunez. Ooh. The dude – is just – he's got – he's just got the flair, man. Like, you, you see some of these younger guys in the MLB that um, you're just like, man, that they make baseball fun. They, like, if, if they're on my team at least, you know, I don't, I don't really like getting bat flipped when it's the other team. But mm-hmm. uh, whenever, whenever my team – whenever I got somebody like him up and, yeah, it, he just makes the big game fun. And so I, I'd say Mr. Nunez, I literally – the other day he – had like a 10 pitch AB and ended up with a walk and gave a little, I wouldn't say a bat flip, but just kind of toss it, you know, with a little bit of extra sauce on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just like, I just had fun watching that, that walk, you know, like not many guys can yeah. do that. So, uh, and also you mentioned earlier, he's great on defense. Like he's, I mean, watching him track down balls in the alley or going back um, and just tracking a deep fly ball. Uh, he's got the speed to do it, so I'm going I'm to go with Mr. Elijah Nunez.
1: He's definitely got the swagger. One of my favorite things that he does is, you mentioned the play <laughs> discipline, like when there's a ball that's close, especially on the road, and people yeah. think it's a strike, he'll just give like a, a shake of his head, like no, uh-huh. you know, that's, not, <laughs> that's not a strike, that was outside. Um, he's just funny. I mean, he's got a great, great eye, and he's one of the many guys on the team that does. Uh, and he he's, he is a fun player to watch. He's one of the few guys that can make a, a walk entertaining. Um, yep. Yeah, I'll go with Phillip Sykes. I just I, I didn't expect him to be a big part of this roster, and he's worked his way in the lineup, uh, yep. and he's got power. He's got speed. You know, he he has fun out there. I just like watching him play. Um, yeah. And, and it might just become a surprise factor of – Again, not really thinking he was going to be a huge part of the team, um, but he's worked his way there. But yeah, he's he's been my guy that I've been like, man, he's just really fun to watch play day in and day out. Uh, yeah. Okay. One so thing follow. on one, one, sorry, ahead, real ahead. quick.
0: One thing on Sykes. Uh, just kind of playing off exactly what you said. I was thinking this weekend, like, who does Phillips Sykes remind me of? Um, you know, somebody that just kind of came out under the radar um, and has just been mashing and just hitting the ball really well and has just been a formidable uh, piece of the offense. And uh, the guy that ended up coming to mind was Elliot Barzilli um, in that 2016 season.
1: Yeah. He kind
0: of he, – I think he had played the year before, but wasn't really anything special uh and then all of a sudden that 2016 season he just was mashing and, and it wasn't necessarily hitting long home runs but it was just line drives in the gaps and then hitting the ball out of the ballpark here and there uh whenever he's given the opportunity to do so and so um yeah I don't know I just all of a sudden thought of that and I was like I feel like that's a pretty good comp um
1: just so far in their career arcs at least so far that is a good comp and that's a name I hadn't thought of in a while but Barzilli was a. Uh was a good player. Uh, I think he was a transfer, maybe from tech, but anyway, he was, he was a solid, solid baseball player for the Frogs for a few seasons. Okay. Final award here is MVP. And Eric, I'll let you go first, but who is your MVP for TC baseball right now?
0: Man,
1: this is, this is
0: the one that, I mean, I think the clutch award was probably the hardest, but this is the other one that's tough because there's so many different ways you can go. Just like we, talked about for offensive MVP um, or Clutcher Ward, whatever may be the case. Philip Sykes is hitting 370. I mean, it's tough not to give it to him. Braden Taylor leads the team in home runs and RBIs, had some monster games. Uh, but when I think of MVP, I just think of if I lost this guy, then it would have the most negative effect on the team. And so uh, – <laughs> My answer is going to be Mr. Halen Green. Oh, man. Um, is that what you're going with?
1: That's what I'm going with. Go ahead. Explain your, okay. explain your reasoning why.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just thinking about the the season and where we would be. So, if we didn't have Halen Green, I honestly think there would be multiple, multiple, like four, five, six more losses in the season than we have right now yeah. because um, he's just plugged that hole so well in the bullpen. Um, and it's not just about just getting a couple outs at the ends of the games. It's just he's he. If you didn't have him, I mean, you've got maybe Chuck King and, and River Ridings, but um, you can only use one or two guys so much. And so, just his ability to keep the frogs in ball games um, and just give the team the ability the the opportunity to win some of these games down the stretch. There's lots of hitters that you could have picked, but I think that's – you have more depth there. And so if you lost one of those guys, it wouldn't hurt you as bad. But uh, Halen Green, that's who I'm going with. He's been the man this year.
1: Yeah, that's, that's my guy too. And I thought I'd be the, the only one on this, so I'm, I'm glad you also <laughs> picked him. But your, reason, your reasoning is spot on. And uh, before I was someone who had sports takes, I was just uh, either in <laughs> high school or early college – I remember one year when Justin Verlander won the MVP in MLB, mm-hmm. and I thought it was silly. Or maybe he was just up for consideration. I can't remember. No, he won, yeah. He won it, okay. Hey, and man, I, Kershaw I, won it. And even though he was great, I was just like, you can't have a starting pitcher, like, shouldn't be the MVP because he's only in the game once every five days. Like, he just doesn't have that impact. But you're spot on. I mean, if if they don't have Braden Taylor or Hunter Wolf or Zach Humphries. The team is significantly worse. I, I agree with that. But that lineup is still, I think, pretty formidable and could get you through a lot of games. Um, as you said, I just – there are multiple games where the wheels would have fallen off if he didn't come mm-hmm. in and start slinging it sidearm and get a couple strikeouts and a bouncer back to, to him. I mean, he just – he's That's been insane. as consistent as you can be. Um and I don't think you can overstate his versatility and his production and how much it's kind of buoyed this team. Especially, you know, those first couple weekends, I mean, the starters weren't getting through yes. four or five innings. So mm-hmm. they they had to have him and, and he stepped up in a big way. So Halen Green, that's our pick. Um, again, <laughs> you can hit me up at Simcock Steven or at Lockdown TCU if you disagree. I think it's hard to, though, and if you if you want to go with position player, we totally understand, mm-hmm. but Halen has been kind of the cog that's made this machine run. Um, mm-hmm. The Frogs are on the road next week. They play UTA on Tuesday and then West Virginia this weekend, and we'll see where we are going into that Texas series next week. But This has been Locked on Horned Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.